0: Hey everyone, I am so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be recording. Life has been a whirlwind uh, with a lot of celebrations and so I was unable to find a quiet time and also be in the right headspace to be able to record my episodes, but I'm very, very happy to be back. I'm very happy to talk Um, today. I feel like I have so much to say because it's overdue. I think I'm about two weeks behind. um, But we're not going to focus on the negative or the past. We're going to keep moving forward. Um, So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's go there. Self-sabotage. Oh my goodness. Self-sabotage. That is a a big, big one. Um, I've had experience with self-sabotage. The people around me that I love very dearly, I have watched them self-sabotage. And I think it's something if you're not familiar with self-sabotaging and what that is and what that means, it's essentially, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, um basically being the device of your own um uh, you know doings that you're basically holding yourself back on purpose or sometimes not on purpose. A lot of times it's not on purpose, because if you don't do the self-work or you know, do the work in general to understand how you work, how you function, the opportunities that are available to you and how sometimes you don't seize them. You don't always recognize how you may sabotage something really good from happening. So an example of this may be a new job has come up and you have been working in this establishment for five years. You're basically the most senior on your team and are well deserving of that job. But instead of applying or even in the interview, whatever it may be, You find a way to talk yourself out of it or find a reason that seems grander than the reason of I'm more senior. I understand the workings of this job. I'm deserving of this job to say, uh, you know, this means I got to do more work, or this means I have to work with this person, or this means I have to learn some other system that I'm not completely comfortable with or familiar with. Um, you start to talk yourself out of that opportunity because you feel as though you're not deserving. And it happens in so many different ways. I mean, it could be in relationships, it could be in life, it could be in opportunities that come your way. There's so many iterations in which this takes place. And, you know, from my personal experience, I can second guess myself a lot of the times. So I'm going to be really raw and honest, because this is really everything in me. Um, you know, this, this podcast in general has been something that I've gone back and forth with and I've had moments where I've tried to basically sabotage myself for instance once we transitioned from me not you know being able to access studio equipment I hesitated to continue to record because I felt like oh well this website that I'm using doesn't give me the same quality it's not gonna basically give my listeners the same experience so now that I'm kind of demoting You know the quality and what I'm choosing to do—is it still worth it? Should I still do it? Does it still make sense? Um, And so that was a kind of a a spat that I went through where I was toying with the idea of just letting go of this dream and letting go of this opportunity because I felt like "Mm, it's not really worth it. You know, no one's really listening, anyways. You know, it's not—I'm not really getting the feedback that I would like to hear. Anyways, so what's the point of it all? Um, but the core of the thing behind it is essentially I'm doing it for me. As somewhat selfish as that may sound, but the reality is I have something to say. I know I have something to say. I know that the opinions that um, I have are worth listening to. And so this is my medium. This is my space where I get to say what I'm feeling unapologetically. I can give you guys everything in me that relates to that topic at that time, but there's still that part of me who's like, Ooh, is it worth it? Let's find a way to get out of this. Let's find a way to not be another obligation that I set myself up for that may fail. Um, I had to realize that focusing on the numbers Focusing on the fact that I didn't have the equipment that I would ideally like did not take away from the fact that the content, the intention, the joy that it brings me, the experience that it gives me is above all else. So regardless of how things may come out or flow, it doesn't even matter. Um, People have a tendency to self-sabotage because it's very, very much tied into self-worth so realizing what you're capable of or what you're worth or what you deserve is a lot of ref- is really reflected in a lot of the relationships that we carry, the opportunities that we take. And so when you have um a self-worth that you're not really sure of or you feel that it's less than majority of the people that you surround yourself with or you don't have any at all, it kind of peaks this cocoon that you like to keep when it comes to keeping your comfortability levels really, really high because you don't want to get uncomfortable. You don't want to put yourself in a place where you can be vulnerable. You have to step up to the plate. Someone has to tell you about yourself. You know, you really, really try to avoid any opportunity where you're, you're, you're challenged. You you have to take a risk or you have to reevaluate, um, which is really hard to do in life in general because life is such a challenge and life is so unpredictable and um catches you off guard a lot of the times. And so you really really have to take a second and say, you know, you know what? Something's got to give. I have to get with the times. I think for someone who's interested in recognizing if they are the type of individual who does do self-sabotage, I think taking take a step back and maybe evaluating your last like two or three challenges that came up. How did you handle those challenges? Were you, you know, super excited about the change and then all of a sudden talk yourself out of it. Um, were you super excited about the change? And as it came, you kind of resisted it, but you still went with it. And now you're second guessing it. Um, were you excited about the change? And when the change come came, you were ready. You were open to it. You were optimistic. Um, you know, where you just all in for the opportunity. I think understanding how you react towards change can really help you develop, um, more of a risk taking type personality. And by risk, I think, let me clarify that too, because I'm not a big risk taker. I'm not a fan of just like, you know, rocking out real quick and just seeing where things go. Um, because I'd like to be calculated. I'm a control freak at times. I like to weigh out all my options. And so it's really hard for me to take a risk that I'm not well-versed on as far as all the outcomes this could possibly be. But, you know, being so calculated does take out the opportunity to let it be something that's greater than you could ever possibly dream. And, you know, when you don't take the risk, it puts you in a place where you really, really shoot yourself in the foot. Now, granted, I'm not saying that your efforts to kind of avoid certain things or reevaluate certain things and see if it's for you, you know, is it granted? Sometimes there are, you know, red flags that are there that you need to pay attention to. But the reality is when you say, you know, opportunities that are basically made for you or opportunities are... Things that you've been wanting for a very long time or you've thought heavily about, you've done your research, and here you are at the point of the decision, you know, shifting your life, and you find one minute thing, blow it all up, and say, This is enough for me. I'm not gonna do it. I don't care. I'm moving on to what I know. You really limit yourself. You put yourself back in a box that you've chosen to be in, and that you've chosen to create it as a home when it shouldn't have been, because you've outgrown it a very long time ago, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate to see from a person, you know, who has a great circle of people who I really, really care about. And I want to see when, and I'm always preaching, you know, being the best version of themselves, really, really pushing themselves to the next level, you know, doing the best that they can to really, really be who they should be. No matter who's looking, no matter who's paying attention, no matter who cares, doing it for themselves—it's—it's—it's it's, it's really hard to see that person avoid something that could be life-changing, that should be life-changing. Um, you know, self-sabotage is a tricky thing because, like I said, it's tied to so many different facets of a person. And when we go into self-worth, and we're talking about self-worth self-worth comes from so many different pieces of someone's life, whether it be family, friends, you know, you know, external things such as media, you know, the way that we're portrayed, the way that things have unfolded in our lives. And, you know, the way that self-talk is practiced, um, affirmations, if there are any, you know, there's so many different iterations, life changes as far as body, you know, how people, you know, take on to those changes, if they're, you know, supportive or not teachers, you name it. There's so many different little nuggets that add up to where our self-worth comes from. And so it's hard to say that a quick change or a quick, you know, reroute situation is really going to make you become a different person. But I will say the idea of you know, even just faking it till you make it just so that way you can see yourself in a different life for a second and start to take those baby steps to then create it into a habit. It's completely worth it. In my opinion, I feel like everyone is worth it. There's a lot of things that sometimes people have piled on top of their, their worth, whether it be other people, other situations, things that they've gone through, things that they won't let go of. Um, you know, their own negative thoughts about themselves, um, things that they've believed that other people have said about themselves. So things that someone said about someone and they they took it as like, oh yeah, they must be right because they know me. They must be right because they've known me for so long. They must be right because I told them this about me and they witnessed this. Um, That's definitely a whole nother podcast or a whole nother episode in general about self-worth. But When we're talking about self-sabotage, it's kind of hard to avoid, you know, mentioning it because the reality is you're afraid of taking on something that you feel is greater than you, that you don't feel is for you because you don't deserve it. You don't deserve that satisfaction. You don't deserve to be aligned with what is for you. Now, destiny, I've talked about this before, but destiny is really why we're here you know and when we try to find different ways to avoid destiny and avoid, you know, opportunities, we basically start to derail off of where we should be going in general. And then it it creates a whole another way uphill battle really of getting back to that same feeling that same, you know, path that was designed created for you. So look at it like this. I'm a very visual person. There's a, you know, unwritten trail. You're walking in a forest and you notice that there's a path in front of you and that path is seemingly going towards the mountain, which you want to go towards. But you recognize through the path that, you know, maybe this path really isn't for me. Maybe there's another path or maybe I can't climb this path because I didn't bring enough food. Or I don't have the right hiking gear on. Or I don't have the right experience to do this path. So maybe I just need to cut through all of this and try this new path. And you recognize this new path is a lot harder. It's more challenging. But you can't go back because that opportunity to go back is lost. You can't find it anymore. And now you're frustrated. You're uncomfortable. You feel like you push yourself too far or you push yourself in a place where you don't want to be at all. And here you are. You know, that's really where people get into these decisions that they've put themselves into because they didn't believe in themselves when they should have. They didn't take the chance on themselves when they should have. They didn't seek the opportunity when they could have. And with that, it becomes a, a cycle of frustration and adding to the fact that, oh, that bucket of self of self-worth is not, it's not filling up with goodness over here. No, honey, because now that I've sabotaged myself, I put myself in a predicament where I shouldn't be. So it just adds to the fact that I feel not worthy adds to the fact that I feel like I shouldn't be here in the first place. It adds to the fact that my efforts and what I've done for myself is not good enough. And it's a cycle. It really is. It's a very nasty, um, deteriorating cycle. So how to avoid self-sabotage, how to work on your, you know, your habit behind self-sabotaging. I think the biggest thing is having as much armor as possible. Sometimes we are the, the detriment of our own failures. And that's really where, you know, not believing in oneself comes into play. So the idea of saying, no matter what other people say, including those closest to me, no matter what um, I maybe personally want to believe about myself, I am worthy. I am willing. I am capable. I am going to do it. Believing and walking within that faith and that step really, really, really does make a difference. As cliche as that may sound, when you're talking about affirmations, you're talking about, you know, positive thinking, you're talking about, you know, positive self-talk, you're talking about reprogramming your brain and how it functions and how it looks and views of the things that you once felt negatively about, it's an uphill battle alone. But I think a great way to start is to one, seek therapy. You know, I'm always a fan of that. Um, Seek ways to start to unpack all of those self-beliefs. So for for instance, going back to self-worth, writing down all the things that maybe you feel negatively about. And I've heard of this method before, but not exactly sure where, but basically writing down all of the things that you feel to be true about yourself that are negative and really, really taking a step back. So writing them all down, taking a step back from them and coming back to to the piece of paper and kind of going through it. Where does this thought process come from? Is it valid? How could it be valid? You know, give yourself some proof. If you cannot come up with the right proof, you cannot come up with, you know, an honest reasoning as to why that may be true. You got to let it go. So it's a process. It's definitely a process that opens up a lot of different doors and you have to be ready for that. You know, self-sabotage, like I said before, is engulfed in so many other different facets about oneself. You have to recognize in how this piece plays such a big part and why I don't achieve, or why things are harder than they need to be. Because essentially you get in the way of those things. You get in the way of the possibilities. You get in the way of the opportunities, because you don't feel like you deserve them in the first place. You get uncomfortable, and you fight the un- Instead of embracing the un- uncomfortable and embracing the unknown, you say, let me go back to what I know. And what happens when you revert back to what you know you get again in this cycle and you get in this place where you're unsure and you get in this place where you feel frustrated because the fact that you can recognize, for instance, that you're in a place where you're uncomfortable and you're no longer happy says to yourself, essentially that I want something greater. I want something bigger than me. I want something different. I want something that's more aligned with who I truly am. I want something that I can be proud of. And the reality is, is when fear is the base of the fuel behind what you do and you're using that to guide you you limit yourself fear is such a big a big big part of who a lot of us are some greater than others it really prevents us from shining it really prevents us from being the most original you know person that we can possibly be and a lot of times that's by choice that's not essentially you know something that, you know, set out for us to completely absorb and and see as nothing else to be true. It's it's fear. It, fear is really a big big piece in all of this. And I think getting comfortable. And I know actually getting comfortable with fear, and recognizing what is actually a fear versus what is actually a doubt versus what is actually something that is a roadblock in a in a future that we're seeking or an opportunity that we're sinking can make a difference. It makes a difference in how we function. It makes a difference in how we make decisions. You know, for me, as I recognize how I talk myself out of things, because I find reasons that seem so much greater than the other side, so much greater than the opportunities that I want. It really seems like, oh yeah, this makes so much more sense than me doing what I really want to do. I really take a step back and understand that fear has designed itself to seem to be true. Fear has designed itself to really seem like it matters and that it's more important than my wants, my desires, my capabilities. Self-worth and believing in yourself and recognizing your talents and tapping into the things that you're really good at and understanding the things that you are capable of are so much more important. anything else. Change. Change is a huge part of all of this. So uh, recognizing, you know, how you adapt to change, how you work with change and really recognizing what you need to do to prepare yourself for change. What do you need to do to wrap your head around the idea that either something's going to change, that you're ready for change, that you're capable of handling the change can really, really prepare you to Let go of that fear associated with taking new risks, taking new opportunities, seeking greater and bigger and better things. And even in the opportunities or in the situations that you put yourself in that are there to test you, that are there to help navigate you, that are there to help put you in a better place, because you've done the work to understand, okay, I know once I've made a decision on a life change or Um, a way that I want to function moving forward, I'm going to be faced with challenges. I'm going to be faced with things that are going to basically want to draw me back to my old ways. So in order to run away from that feeling, I'm going to need to have some support, whether that come from friends or families or people closest to you who can basically say to you, Hey, Sam, you're, you know, you're acting as if you don't want this anymore. You're finding excuses as to why you don't want to do this anymore. You're finding ways to get out of this obligation or get out of this opportunity that you asked for, that you spoke into existence. And here you are now looking for ways and opportunities to get out of it. What's going on? What are you feeling? What are you dealing with? You know, having accountability makes a huge difference. And sometimes we can't be accountable for our own selves, even though we should. But in certain situations, we need other people, whether it be your circle of friends or it'll be, you know, um, your teachers or your cousins or whomever to be able to say to you, hey, you spoke of wanting to get this job no matter what. You needed this opportunity and now they offered it to you and you're finding ways to get out of it. You're finding ways to say, you know what? Um, it's, it's, it has more years of experience than I expected. You know what? Um, I'm going to be working in with a bigger group than I even anticipated. I've never worked in groups like that. Recognizing that with any kind of change, especially when it comes to, for instance, job changes as example, there's going to be stretch goals. There are going to be parts of that, that experience or part of that new chapter that you're not familiar with. And that's intentional. Because what that does is it puts you in another place in life where you have more notches in your tree of life that you are more versed in, that you have walked down that path and you can recognize different areas in which you need to grow or move differently or learn more concepts. And so to embrace that part of it all and to recognize that part of it all is a part of what you're you're trying to do really can shift the way that you operate. It can really shift. The way that you function, but in order to do so, you have to be optimistic. You have to be on the road of, hey, let's see where this goes. I'll know if I'm not supposed to be in this role if, for instance, um, you recognize that, for instance, you're, you're scoring really low and you need to, you know, reevaluate some things. You need to study more and you need to gain more insight. You need to have a conversation with someone in the field to learn a little bit more. I think sometimes when we hear no, we take it as never, we take it as not an option. But the reality is there's going to be a lot of, a lot of no's. I know I've experienced a lot of no's and it sounds cliche and it sounds like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. But the reality is if you think back to it, there's a lot of things that didn't personally go our way and it could be for a multitude of reasons. But if you recognize and you have faith and you understand that everything does happen for a reason, it may not be the reason in which we wanted it to, it may not be the reason in which we were aware of or will ever be aware of, but you are where you're supposed to be, wherever that is right now. Knowing that can really, really prepare you and allow you to be in a different place, but If you get in the way of that opportunity, if you use as an opportunity as a way to avoid your destiny, like I said before, it's going to create the result of a struggle, complete struggle. Now, when you find yourself or if you find yourself in that struggle, I think the best thing to do is to forgive yourself. That's for one, forgive yourself from think for thinking that you had it all figured out Forgive yourself for thinking that your initial thought or the thought that you, you know, resulted in this out, that resulted in this outcome was to be true or was what you should have done. Um, wasn't obviously, but it's okay because life is like water. It's going to flow through everything. It doesn't matter whether it be rocks, dirt, trees, whatever. It's still going to flow and you have life goes on. So how do you go on from a moment or a decision that you made that was essentially self-sabotage? You could have had a relationship that you really, really wanted and it didn't work out. One, I say, well, two actually, because you're forgiving yourself Two, evaluate what exactly was the defining reason or what exactly held you back and why you feel differently about that? Or why was that a result given? Is that something you use, you know, more than once? Or is that something that you lean on and recognize that what are your alternatives to that? What are some things that you could have done to encourage yourself essentially through that process? What have you, what could you have done differently to support yourself in an opportunity that was designed for you, made for you, and you decided to figure out some sort of negative, reasoning as to why you shouldn't do it. It's, it's, it's definitely something that can be complicated, but I think the more you get used to understanding yourself, the easier it's going to be for you to eradicate that behavior. Now, my methodology or my way of doing things is probably something that may or may not work for you. And that's okay. My only advice is to find out what does work, find out how does it work, find out what and when should you act, you know, should it be, find someone as a filter, hey, um, deciding on this, this is what's going on, you know, um, this is what I'm thinking, what do you think? Have someone or some, somebody that you can bounce off these ideas to really fact check you, to kind of say someone that you're comfortable with, someone that, you know, is going to be honest with you, Who's going to see what you may see in your shoes, but is also going to put you in a a place where I am trying to hold on to, you know, the best version of me, of you, no matter where that may be or when that's supposed to happen. And I'm always going to push you. I'm always going to suggest I'm always going to be there for you. I'm always going to navigate you in that direction, whether you like it or not. And their response should, you know, be a part of the clarity that you need asking God, Oh my goodness. That is like essential one-on-one asking God, what should I do? Sometimes we hear that and we self-sabotage ourselves anyways, because we hear, Oh, you know what? I didn't know what to do. I said, God, give me a reason not to be with this man. And he buys me flowers. He takes care of me in my needs, my emotional, my spiritual needs. He takes care of those He makes sure that I feel like I'm, you know, wanted, I'm number one, I'm important, he's vocal, he is amazing, but yet I'm like, ooh, I don't know, because guess what, in two months it's probably going to change. Everything is a risk. Getting up every day and driving in your car is a risk, but that's okay, but happiness is too much of a risk for you. You know, happiness for that time period in your life is too much for you. You have to really reevaluate. How you deal with yourself, how you deal with um, the the methods in which you handle change, opportunity, risk, all of those things. Because ultimately, it's going to help you redesign how you function, how you maneuver, how you navigate things, and put in a place in which you can feel proud of. You can feel as though you're on the path to where you're supposed to be in life. And you haven't been the divides of your own medicine, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. It's, it's, it's complicated, but it's so worth it. Once you kind of do the work and learn yourself to a different degree and understand yourself to a different degree, you can not only just feel proud of yourself, but you'll also feel accomplished. And you also feel as though you are walking in the direction and walking on that path that was specifically meant for you. And you're not allowing you or anyone else to get in the way of that. I hope that you guys found this useful and I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. I'm very happy to be recording episodes again. I look forward to chatting, out, chatting with you on my new you know, episode. I will say I am not on social media right now. I am taking a break from social media. It's been about three weeks um, come Monday. I really needed some time to focus on my degree. I am studying to um, get my master's and I'm literally at the end of my journey on my last semester and um, made that decision because I find that I procrastinate. I find that I self-sabotage. I find a reason that, oh, maybe I don't deserve this degree. Maybe, you know, my life is too busy and I don't have the time for it. You know, I find some sort of reason to like get myself out of it and I need to not. And so, you know, there's this saying, feed your focus, starve your distractions. And so social media has been a distracting distraction form from me for a while. And I've decided to let go of that in order to make some much needed progress. I am, you know, at the home stretch. I essentially got about 30 more days to finish everything. And I'm more than confident that I can do it. I have more than enough time. It's just that, you know, I let other things get in the way of that. And a part of that is sabotaging me having that opportunity to say that I completed my degree for whatever reason. So I'm not trying to allow that to happen. I'm really trying to intertwine my degree progress and my degree studying and my degree, everything into my life and not allowing it to take on the back burner that it has for years, essentially, because this is my last rodeo, okay? Once I'm done with this, don't expect me to get another degree in my life. I'm not interested. But I still want to be able to check in and um, you know see you guys' feedback and hear from you guys what you think of the episodes. I'm super excited, like I said, to be back recording them, and I look forward to chatting with y'all in my next episode.